Yay Networks. Hey guys, it's Stephanie. I'm Trey. And this, this is, is your, your weekly, weekly dose, dose of BS. BS. It is Jen Shaw's first week in jail. You know, I forgot she was going to jail. And then I opened up my Instagram and you're always reminded of everything going on. And um, I think she did like a little goodbye post. Everyone was saying on her, I think her attorney wrote it because it sounded yes. very much like it was written by an attorney. Um, but pretty yeah, much. That was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was saying that she wants to learn. She wants to pay all of her restitution. She's going to be a better person. Um, I well, do. Kind of. Right? Well, read Jennifer it. Jennifer didn't say she was going to be a better person. Well, that's how I took it's, it. I just took it as, I'm going to be a better human. If you're going to go to jail and learn from your mistakes, I feel like that's also saying, I'm going to come out on the other side a different. Yeah, I don't think she really said she was going to learn from her mistakes either. <laughs> let, me <go> find, like, <laughs> let me go find my Instagram stories where I posted it because I had some very specific commentary responding to what she had posted. Let me find it. So here's the statement that her attorney put out. Jen Shaw's resolve to make her victims whole and to turn her life around is unyielding. She is committed to serving her sentence with courage and purpose, fueled by her desire to make amends for the hurt she has caused and help others in her new community. So I think prison. there's if you scroll over, there's more. Oh, yeah, there is more. Yeah. But her she's gonna help those in her new community. <laughs> Shut up I'm and stuck keep on reading. That. No obstacle will deter Jen from making the most of her time in prison, and she's determined to make restitution for those whose lives she's impacted. So she's gonna write a book. Her path ahead will be filled with challenges, but she is but the unwavering love and support of her family and friends. Jen is prepared to face these challenges head on and emerge from this experience a better person who makes a positive impact on others. I said okay, so she's just trying person. to be a better person. Yeah, I don't she's gonna use her time in jail wisely and she's gonna come out as a better human. That literally read to me like Jen's writing a book. I think she will write a book. Here's the deal. I know you can get jobs when you're in prison. But I don't think they pay well. If I'm not mistaken, I think they pay very, very not so well. Um, but I do know you can learn new trades. You can learn skills. You, I don't know. Well, I like, can't wait for her to be a welder when she gets out. But <laughs> I, the, one of the big stipulations, because I posted on there that I think she's writing a, on my story that she's writing a book. And someone responded and said one of the judge's stipulations was that she cannot profit off of her victims. Yes. So, and you write a book. Also, I signed up. I signed up so selflessly for this jenshaw.com story that we were supposed to get because you didn't do the one-on-one with Andy. And you know what? We got nothing. So unless that comes out randomly five months from now, I don't know oh. whatever happened with that. But really smart. She got all our email addresses. <laughs> and she probably sold them. <laughs> Shoot. So ridiculous. Dang it. That woman doesn't stop. But say she does write a book and yeah. say that all the proceeds from that book go to go back to the victims. I would not be mad about that. I feel like that yeah. As long as everything goes, I don't know. I don't know how else you can pay back $6 million. And how do you make that deal with Barnes & Noble? Like 100% of proceeds go to my victims. Huh? I mean, I feel like all the proceeds would have to go to her lawyer and then it would have to be distributed that way. Okay, or... So that's another good point. Who's paying the lawyer's bills? I have no idea. I'm guessing like her husband, her mom. I mean, her husband does make good money. He may be the one paying back all the rest. Of, I have no idea. I don't know how that works. Like if Travis got in trouble, would I have to pay back all the restitution if we're married? Or if I got in I trouble, know. would he have to do? I don't know how that works. I've never, never been in that situation. Yeah, never been in that situa situation. But I'm sure Jell is 
or prisons. Is she in prison? Jealous at the prison. same. I don't know. Prison. prison is miserable. I do not envy her whatsoever. But I do think it's one of those things whenever in life, I think that you find a way to make it work. Like you find a way to mm-hmm. uh, get through the day. You find, you know, you find friends, you find, you have your little community. I think there, I think people always in life find a way to make whatever circumstance they're in as good as it can get. So, I mean, Martha Stewart, remember she like did all that yeah. quilting and stuff. I don't know. Did we ever tell our Martha Stewart story? Yes, I believe we did. Did okay, we tell good. her? I think but so. But how we were at Neiman Marcus and Martha was there and someone threw something at her? Yes, yes. It was crazy. Yes. But I mean, she made the most out of her time. So maybe Jen will do it as well. I'm going to. Maybe she will. I'm gonna, you know, I did read that you're allowed to bring two pieces of jewelry in and one of them is a ring. I want to say the other one's like earrings, but they have to be worth less than $100. Yes. Did you see it? Did you hear that from um, Dance Moms? Whenever that, because she, I saw a little clip on TikTok and she was saying that. She was saying that like she was complaining that whoever the lady is, I never watched Dance Moms, but it's always on TikTok, these clips. I feel like I should go in and actually watch it. But she was going to um, gel, and I guess mm-hmm. she said that she had to go buy another ring because the most expensive thing could had to be under 100 Yeah. No, I saw that on like Entertainment Tonight, but I, I think I've seen that clip that you're talking about as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, no, Jen's in jail, and she's like three hours away. You should go so, see her. You actually, can sign up. so I know you can sign up to do like a little meet and greet situation. <laughs> you can send her money. You can write her a letter. We should all write her a letter. You should compose a letter. I'm not doing it, but you should. What? I mean, I do not feel like I think she would think that was so I'm rude. Say, Dear Jen, and then we're gonna sign it. Your biggest fan, Trey and Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, I was on TikTok earlier, and I have a new fear that's unlocked. Oh. And because I just had eye surgery, what, like three weeks ago. Yeah, you look really good. Thank you. Thank You've like you. fully healed. I mean, it's still the incision still red, but I feel like a dip. I feel like Stephanie 10 years ago. Are you my, glad you did eyes. it? I would. I wish I would have done it like a year and a half to two years ago. Really? Yeah. It made that much of a difference. Yes. Huh. And maybe not to people looking at me, but I can tell when I put my makeup on, I just feel like I don't look tired all the time. I've had people ask me and I'm like, I, you know, I didn't normally stare at her eyelids. <laughs> Um, but you know, I think they look great now, you know, okay. But so I have my eyelids done. I was put under anesthesia because I guess some people do it when they're awake. Not me. I will pay the three fifty. It was three fifty for anesthesia. It was the best money I've ever paid in my life. I would do it again in a heartbeat. It's great. I like sleeping. Perfect. Um, but there is this thing on TikTok where this guy goes under for a colonoscopy mm-hmm. and his anesthesiologist, um, well, I guess whenever they're giving post-op instructions before he goes under. He has his phone and he records mm-hmm. everything that the, oh, they're I saw saying. This. Did you see this? Yes. And then I I actually have it up if you want to hear. Here's a little clip from Good Morning America. I'm rather go. We have annoying patients today. <laughs> Where to land? Nobody knows. This morning, a Northern Virginia anesthesiologist, Tiffany Ingham, is paying the price for insulting comments she made about a patient during a routine colonoscopy. And really, after five minutes of talking to you in pre-op, I wanted to punch you in the face and man you up a little bit. The patient, identified only as DB to protect his identity, says he used his iPhone to record his doctor's instructions for post-op care in April 2013, but forgot to stop the recording once he went under anesthesia. And what he heard after he woke up led him to sue for malpractice and defamation. The anesthesiologist and a medical assistant can be heard mocking the patient for getting queasy. 
putting his ID in, he's like, I always pass out when um, I look at the Well, why are you looking then, retard? The recordings entered as evidence in the lawsuit, even catching Ingham writing a false diagnosis in his chart. I'm going to mark hemorrhoids, even though we don't see them, I probably won't. I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. Ingham caught laughing at the unconscious patient, probably not laughing anymore. <laughs> I feel bad. I shouldn't be so mean. Last week, a judge ordering the anesthesiologist and her practice to pay the patient $500,000 in damages. Wow. Yeah. Yes, and she got fired, as she should, because if you're in a position... That's crazy. Like, that's a very vulnerable place to be, right? And surgery, I mean, I have not done a colonoscopy. I'm, I need to like probably in the next 10 years, but that's a very vulnerable, like not fun thing to do anyway. Right. Do you think in court he had to prove that he didn't have hemorrhoids? <laughs> well, no, she, you had her in there <laughs> saying that she didn't see it, but she was going to write it down anyway. Why? That is, I think she's that's just a horrible so person. Rude. Um, but crazy oh new my. fear unlock though. I would, I would never think that like somebody with that, like, you know, who, is in a room with other nurses and obviously the doctor performing would be like, so saying, openly so, falsifying your records. Like just such a, yeah, like so rude. Oh my goodness. I feel the same way though about like auto mechanics. Like when you get your oil change and they tell you like your brake pads have like 1% left. I'm like, but do they? Like I can't fact check that same with the doctor. I don't, I don't know. So I just kind of believe them. But oh, yeah. wow. Oh yeah. So yeah sued i mean oh. good for him for suing her i mean i don't know i don't oh, i don't necessarily always love lawsuits but i'm like if somebody is going to be that horrible then it's a lesson learned absolutely <laughs> i'm going to talk about trey's favorite thing and that is bras boobs. oh <laughs> same thing <laughs> i have actually used third love for a while and they're amazing and i know a lot of women out there know how hard it is to find a bra that fits perfectly and that looks great under t-shirts and that's supportive and i love third love because they have the most incredible bras they have one that's their um t-shirt bra and it is so great it makes your breasts look absolutely amazing and the great thing about third love is you go online you take a fitting room quiz and based on that quiz they find the perfect bra to fit you like the perfect size if it's like a glove what is a t-shirt bra it's a bra that looks good. So I will say t-shirts are hard. Like t-shirts are a very thin material. And a lot of oh. times you can see a bra through your t-shirt. Um, but these bras are great because they look amazing. They make you look amazing in your clothes. But they don't have all these lines that you see. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody yes. who you can see their bra through their clothes? And their bra's ill-fitted. Uh -huh. um, and I do think a lot of women walk around with ill-fitting bras. And it makes such a difference in the way your clothes oh. look and the way you feel if you have bras that fit correctly. I actually just got two new Third Love bras. Um, I got a black and a tan one because everyone should have a black and tan bra. Every girl. Um, but they look and feel amazing. They fit like a glove. I also love that... If you've never used Third Love before, you can actually, during the quiz part, tell them other bras that you've used and what size you are. And then that's kind of how they fit. So they take all of this data of how your body's made, of um, what you're looking for, and then they send you the perfect bra. I'm bigger chested, so I feel like I have a harder time finding bras than the average girl. Thank you, Third Loves, <laughs> for supporting Stephanie's yes. chimichangas. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, ladies, ditch your bad bras and get a better one that makes you look and feel great. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off of your first order today at thirdlove.com slash W-D-O-B-S. Again, that's 20% off of your first order today at thirdlove.com slash W-D-O-B-S. My car was stolen over the weekend. <laughs> so ridiculous. I, uh, I'm so mad. Okay, let me... I. Let me set the stage for you. I have a lot of theories and opinions and other things, and I'm going to be like careful with what I say because it's still an open investigation. I will absolutely give you my whole theory later, but right now I'm just going to give you the facts. Okay, so I bought this Escalade in September, and I bought it because I had a friend who used Turo, which is like an Airbnb for cars, and he was making great money doing that. And so I was looking it up, and um, I saw that you can make like between four dollars and $5,000 a month with an Escalade on Turo, and I was like, hmm. And that pays so- your car payment easily plus more yeah Yeah. so hey kim you should throw out the rolls royce (laughs) so i went and bought one and it's performed great it's paid zach and i's car payments every month i rent it out for like 10 to 12 days it's usually people like it was like three or four hundred dollars a day so i knew i wasn't getting you know like the toyota corolla crowd which nothing wrong with toyota corolla it's just it's not a 30 dollar day car it's three to four hundred dollars a day so it's it's expensive so a lot of the people that were renting it were people that had ordered one and couldn't drive one, or it was people um, like lawyers actually rented it quite often because they are going to bill it back to their clients. So I had this girl that was an event planner rent the car. Th- that's pretty normal. Um, and she had it for like two days. She said she was here for an event. So she drove the car to Houston, left the car outside of an Airbnb in South Houston overnight, with the keys in it. I get an alert at 6.37 in the morning that the alarm in the car is going off. Oh I gosh. message her. I said, hey, the alarm's going off, everything good. And at that moment, I also looked to see where, where it was and I saw that it was in Houston. And she said, yeah, sorry, it was an accident, all good. Okay, so I'm assuming, well, she's probably leaving to head back to Dallas because she has a 10 o'clock drop-off time. Yeah. Maybe an hour later, I get an email from Cadillac saying that the airbags in the car were not responding to the vehicle and I needed to schedule a service appointment. But it didn't tell me there was like an accident because I looked at like the tire pressure, everything else. It didn't alert me if there was anything else wrong. And I was like, well, that's weird. So I messaged her again and said, hey, just want to make sure you're all good. Um, Are we still planning on seeing you at 10 o'clock? Because I'm seeing the location is still in Houston. And I'm like, well, Houston's not an hour and a half away and I have a church service to get to. Yes. So... She responds maybe 30, 45 minutes later and says, what was, it It was very just like, there was no, no apology. It was just like, Hey, the car's been stolen. Um, Call the police, call your insurance, call Turo. I called the police an hour ago. They'll be here shortly. I was like, huh? Like my heart fell through my asshole and (laughs) onto the sidewalk. I was like, what do you mean it was stolen? So then I call her. And it's a Google voice number. And I'm like, what? And I call the girl. Um, wait, no, hold on. That's part of my theory. Never <laughs> scrap that. So I call the girl. She tells me that it was at an Airbnb that um, it was somehow taken. I was like, what was going on whenever I called you? She was like, honestly, I was hungover and I didn't 
you know, look. look and the that was the end of that. And I was like, but how'd you turn the alarm off? And she was like, it just turned off. I was like, <laughs> no, that's not, no, no, that's not how that happens. So then she's telling me that she's talking to the, you know, the police are on their way. I was like, how long has it been? She's like an hour. And I was like, that's not correct. So I called the police myself and I said, where are you? And she tells me where she was. And I looked it up. That wasn't an address. What? And She's I said, where are it. you staying? And she was like, at an Airbnb. And I was like, send me your Airbnb invoice. Because I want to call the host. And she was like, well, it's not like a real Airbnb. It's like a friend's house. And I was like, okay, so where are you? Because the address you're sending me is not a real address. So then she sends me another address. Uh-huh. And I'm like, where was the car last night? And she's like, here's where the car was. And I was like, okay. So I get the police on the phone. I three-way her in. And I'm like, file the report. Yes. So the police are talking to her and they're getting like some information and the police officer asks her, you know, do you still have the keys? You said the car was stolen. It was just taken from the driveway. So you must still have the keys. And she was like, um, no. And the officer was like, where are the, where are the keys then? She's like, well, I think I left them in the car. Oh my gosh. And the officer goes, you left <laughs> the keys to a brand new Escalade overnight in South Houston. And she was like, Honestly, like I got home last night, I was blackout and I just don't remember. She was like, oh, okay. Well, that's going in the report as well. Oh. That you drove home blackout. Oh my in a gosh. In car. Weird. So I'm talking to OnStar. I'm talking to the officers. I'm talking to insurance and Turo and all this stuff. Basically, what I've gathered so far is... Obviously, somehow the car was stolen. I got an email while I was talking to the officer, another email that basically like all the OnStar stuff was disconnected from the car as well. I had an AirTag in the back of the car because I learned that an Escalade is the number one most stolen car in Texas oh. whenever my insurance went way up after I got the car. So I had a Range Rover Sport before this, and my insurance was half of what I was paying for the Escalade. It was you, my insurance was almost four hundred dollars a month. That's isn't insane. that crazy? But now I see why. So because we're over here having to replace them so often. So, um, talking to Turo, what I found is that there is kind of a whole theft ring in Texas with GM SUVs. So Tahoes, Yukon, Suburbans, Escalades. It's a very heavily stolen car, and it's usually used for either drug or sex trafficking. What? So the investigator told me, he was like, if I were to guess, your car's either in pieces or it's across the border right now. Oh, my god! And he's like, Houston's three and a half hours from the border. That is insane. Wait, did you try to find your AirTag? What did it so say? So my, I had my AirTag's location, and I was talking to one of the police officers, and I said, here's where it is. I don't know what this area is. I, I'm not very familiar with Houston. And he drove to that area, and he's like, this is a lot of body shops over here. And he said, it could be in one of these. But he said, I found your AirTag on the side of the highway. What? Oh. So they found it and threw it out. They found it and threw it out. I think they meant to disconnect the OnStar, but they accidentally disconnected the airbags and then disconnected the OnStar. So it couldn't be tracked. It couldn't be shut off. Oh my gosh. Someone, I posted this on my Instagram story and some guy was like, maybe you should lock the doors next time. I was like, thanks, dummy. Yeah, that's not the problem actually. <laughs> so I don't know. The, the girl's story isn't making sense because... My car won't lock if the keys are in it. Yeah. Like the mirrors won't fall in the car. Like none of the doors will lock. So that doesn't make sense because then the alarm wouldn't have gone off. 
So this is all very sketchy. It's all very weird. I have more to the story that I will add once I get my insurance payout. <laughs> but that's what I'll tell you for now. It's just it's it was not stolen in my driveway, which I think would have felt like more of a violation. Yeah. But I don't think this was an accident either. No, I think she was in on it. That's my that's my that's my two cents. Yeah. So I don't know. I pray for her because she has a long road ahead of her. If she thinks that this is just like, oops, sorry, here's a deductible. <laughs> it's not going to be just a deductible. It's not. So um, I don't know. I will tell you, though, Zach was asking me. He was like, you know, would you do Turo again? I was like, absolutely. Honestly, they have been wonderful oh, through this good. process. That's good. Which really... Because they could be like, not my problem. No, totally. Yeah. And they have been absolutely wonderful. They said, this has been an issue. He was telling me that normally it's like in Texas, your car is missing 30 days before it's deemed a total loss. Yeah. And he was like, in this case, like, because this is my primary vehicle, it's also a six-figure car. Like, they're, yeah. they're not going to wait 30 days because they also have, you know, history to show, like, usually these are chopped up into pieces by now. But I was absolutely floored at how many people have messaged me and told me they've had their car stolen. I've like, never. a lot of people. Someone told me that they had their Suburban stolen, um, like, three or four weeks ago, and OnStar was able to ping the location of the car, uh -huh. or of the OnStar equipment, and they found it in a garage in Bishop Arts, but it was just the OnStar piece. Whoa. I was like, what? So I went to Cadillac yesterday and I was talking to the girl and I was like, how does this, like, how is y this y'all's reputation? Like, that the cars are stolen. Like, and the lady goes, these thieves are just, they're so smart. And I was like, well, be smarter. <laughs> how about you be smarter? Let's put the OnStar in the engine or like in a screw or something like where they can't just find and unplug it. Like, yeah, just because <sighs> then what is OnStar really good for at that point? Right. If and, you know, I'm also thinking like, OK, best case scenario, because I loved that car. Say the car turns up. I'm not sure I'm really going to want it. Like, who knows what it's been through, what it's done, <laughs> if people have done drugs or made babies in it or oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> I, yes, I agree. I don't think you're going to get it back. <sighs> That's just... I don't think so either. Because I, I keep getting emails from OnStar, like, different things have been, like, disconnected. And I'm like, yay, great. <laughs> uh, watch, insurance going to send it back to me, like, in a box. And be like, here's a build your car. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets bogged down, your car gets stolen, <laughs> and you may feel a little overwhelmed. This week, I felt very overwhelmed, and I very much look to better help in therapy for support when I just don't know what to do, and I feel like I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> Stephanie has been a big a big advocate for therapy since I've met her, so probably yeah. like five years. And I think therapy is important for just regular life maintenance, along with like big life occurrences, like your car getting stolen. So BetterHelp is a great option if you're looking just to make some positive coping skill changes in your life. You're looking to set some boundaries. Um, it can empower you to be your, the best version of yourself. And it isn't just, you know, when you have a, a big traumatic experience in life. I have the flexibility to you know, meet with a therapist whenever Zach does not. So he really likes that he can do this entirely online. I like that I can do it from the comfort of my own home. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It is convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dose today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dose. So one of our producers in here, um, Josh, what happened with your car? Hello. Hello. Um, Did you get your car stolen? <laughs> Did no. you, is it an Escalade? <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the funny thing. Uh, first off, uh, I have a friend that works in the fire department, and he repeatedly tells me over and over again, number one sex trafficking capital of the of the North and South America is Houston. Really? What? Yeah. Oh, my God. So interesting Ew. tidbit there. Um, actually... <laughs> And I have video of this. Um, I was at work at my old job before I joined here. And um, right outside the wall was my car parked. And somebody came in and stole the catalytic converter off the <sighs> bottom of my car. What? Oh. In one minute and 15 seconds. What? In That's one insane. minute. They, I saw the video. We had a security camera. And nobody heard this. Uh Probably a stolen suburban came up. Four guys in the in the car, one driver, one guy in the front who didn't move, probably had a gun. Two guys in the back. The two guys in the back came out. One with a jigsaw went under my car, cut off a big old chunk of my car, grabbed it, went back in the car, drove off. And the car doesn't drive without that, right? No, the car. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> no, actually, the, so here's the funny thing: the car drives perfectly fine without it, but I cannot get uh, my little sticker in the front updated because it is an emissions problem. So oh. that that's the part of the car that makes sure your car doesn't like spew absolute crap out into the world. Oh. So Are it you still has. Driving it? Yeah, I finally oh. got it. I finally got it uh, fixed up, but Does it took a long pay time. Does insurance for that? Yeah. Luckily, uh, Geico was like really nice with that, and they just oh, like gave me a blank check right off the top. Yeah. What? Yeah, they gave me like they were like, give me a blank check, Geico. <laughs> well, so here's the funny thing. I'm getting a Bentley. So here's the funny thing. The guy that came up to me was like catalytic converter. I was like, yeah. He's like, all right. Here's what's gonna happen. The catalytic converter. He was like, I've done twenty of these in the last week. And what? so, yeah, apparently my car is like number one to steal from. What kind of things. car is it? It's a Mitsubishi Outlander. Don't buy it. Don't Everyone's, buy it. It's, no, I've heard three other people with Mitsubishis. They all have it stolen. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, they basically Ooh. were like, well, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, it's basically impossible to get a catalytic converter for your car right now. So I'm just going to give you a check up to $5,000 and wherever you mm. can find it, just... Send it, it to Geico. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. So you probably bought it back from the thief. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now another story is I also have had a coworker had a Cadillac, Cadillac stolen in Houston, and uh, they found it, and it was no joke in four pieces. The trunk Ooh. was sawed off completely down the middle. There was the center seats, there was the front seats, and then there was the engine part, and it was just like big sawed right down the middle. Did they get it back? Uh, well, I mean, Why it was missing. Back at that point? It was missing. <laughs> it was Lord. missing the engine, the seats, the oh. driving wheel. It was like just the the husk of Ooh. it. That's so crazy. I actually had a friend that had their Escalade stolen this a few years ago, and um, they had a 
tracking device on their car, like an external tracking device, and they tracked it to a, they notified the police in minutes and gave them the tracking device. And so the police followed the tracker to this chop shop in like DeSoto and they found 75 Escalades. They had the car in the shop for five minutes and completely dismantled the whole thing, which really, I don't know how to steal a car. I don't know how to do an oil change. (laughs) So the fact that these people do this is just honestly very impressive. (laughs) I went to go yesterday. I was like looking at different cars and I went to go look at the new Range Rover Sport and I was telling the guy my car was blah, 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 blah. And one of the features this last hole pointed out <laughs> first is he said on the new Range Rover, the um, the door handle is flush so that it can't be stolen. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. Goodbye. Oh my God. No, my old car. Yeah, it was. I mean, no, no, it no. wasn't. Travis's car is. You should yeah. get a Tesla. You can't steal a Tesla, I don't yeah, think. They're, nope. Yeah, they're hard to steal. You really can't. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Trey, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're going to be driving me around for a while. <laughs> I am. I'll be your Uber. <laughs> Actually, I will not be driving you around. You can drive my car and I'll sit in the passenger side and do whatever you need to do. But yeah, Cruz keeps trying to get me to pick him up from practices and different carpools. Are you putting him up to this? No, I mean, he just says, well, because he wants to go buy animals with you. And then you're yeah, like, like, I you don't. can pick me up from tutoring. And I was like, oh, <laughs> how convenient. <laughs> can I take you as well? <laughs> if you want, that would help me out a lot. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Well, Sunday is when I'm dealing with all this. And Sunday night, I was supposed to take Cruz and some of his friends caution tape. And actually, we were going to vandalize the Redmond's house. Yes, yes. Because it was it was payback. They did ours like two weeks earlier. And Cruz had a, he was like, I want to get Brinkley back. And I'm like, okay, yep. Trey, I'm not doing it. I hate caution taping, but Trey's your man. Well, so I told you all last time that Cruz called me and said he wanted to do like three or four houses. And I was like, no, you told me one. We're doing one. And he was like, no deal. I'm out. And then I hung up. Well, the other day I took him, um, my friend Connor bought a farm and that's a whole nother story. And so I took Cruz with me to the farm and on the way back, he was like, Trey, do you think maybe you'll just take me and a few <laughs> friends to, to go caution taping? He was so nice about it. And I was like, sure. I was like, who are your friends and where do you want to go? And he's like, well, I haven't really thought that far because I knew I needed to convince you first. So let me, and I was like, <laughs> Oh, you, I just got played. So, oh, he's good. He's oh, good. He sure he's good. is. Yeah. But then I call Stephanie Sunday morning and tell her my car's been stolen. And she was like, well, you can take my car tonight. And I was like, <laughs> well, I kind of have a lot to do. She's like, no, no, it's fine. You can just take, like, just have Zach drop you off and you can take my car and you can take. I was like, well, maybe you can take them. She no, I'm not taking them. You can take my car. And I was like, I, yeah, I actually you have said, a lot going on right now. Said, this is exactly what you said. You said, listen, I don't have a car now, so I don't think I can take him. I said, here, I have a solution. You can have my car. I am not doing this. So then afterwards, I was like, you know what? That's not being a good friend. But also, I had I to be true to myself. I don't think you that internal conversation with yourself. I had to be true to myself and not, I hate caution taping. It stresses me out. So then I said, Cruz, here's the deal. Your daddy loves you and you, and he really can turn on the charm. I mean, my 13 year old could learn a lot from my 11 year old. My 11 year old, you're like, shit, you feel bad if you don't do what he wants. It's dangerous. Like he's, he's so sweet about it. So I was like, you should call your dad and see if he will take you and your friends, right? Travis has not taken them caution taping. It was his turn. So he called and he was like, dad, and Travis was golfing. He's like, dad, um, I, how how is how are you doing in golf? <laughs> like he starts off like warning about Travis like good and he's like dad what are you doing tonight and Travis is like well I have dinner and he's like okay and Travis is like what do you want and he was like well I just have friends in and Trey's car got stolen I don't think he's able to take us so can you please take us take me caution taping I understand if you can't well that's I how kids get what they want like can't. if you're understanding and you're eleven Travis is like okay I'll cancel my plans and take you caution taping so then I called Trey and I was like I'm the hero yeah. <laughs> You don't have to do it now. 
I was like, I'm kind of in a shitstorm at the moment, but I'm so glad that that's been handled. That was my biggest concern of the day. Oh, oh yeah, my gosh. Chance could learn something from him. He really could. Like, I'm like, you mm-hmm. have to. It's the way you approach situations. Cruz is really good. He like, well, he can get anybody to do anything he wants. He is so I'll so you, so good. You and him have the same evil laugh, though. Oh yes. It's, mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. use our we use our power for yeah, good, good and evil. Yeah, and evil. Good and yeah, evil. Both, both, both. But so that's my that's my car situation. So I don't know when I will get if it'll turn up. It's if not. I'll get paid, I know. I it's, don't know. It's going to be to be continued. That's amazing, Trey. Yeah, so this is content to come. <laughs> okay, so I had Trey watch something today. Oh, I watched it with Travis, and yes. I was I called Trey, and I'm like, listen, I never ask you to watch anything, but you have to watch this because we have to talk about it. Okay, so South Park did an episode called, what was it called again? It was um, the Apology Tour, I think no. it is. Privacy tour. The privacy tour. The privacy tour. Um, and it was about uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. And it was so stinking funny. And um, we can't even play you like an audio clip because you have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> you have to, to get watch it. it. It was so funny. It you was, were right. It was so good. And my favorite thing is during it, he like uh, went on uh, like some late time talk show and he was talking about his new ba- book, which was entitled Wah. <laughs> so freaking good if you've not watched it i love south park i actually hadn't watched it for a while and then travis was like we got to watch this um but they they kind of go after every celeb like nobody is left um unscathed i think it's actually really funny um but the best part about this after you watch it is i read from multiple sources this morning that now i guess Meghan markle and prince harry are looking to sue the South Park people. Which is so Because funny. they're so distraught about being made fun of. Because, like, <laughs> that's what the episode is about. Like, it's about yes. them being little crybabies. Yes. And victims. And, lit- I mean, the whole episode, they're walking around in very public places chanting, like, we want privacy. <laughs> So it's, ridiculous. It's really funny. It's very, very funny. Um, so if you've not watched it, you have to watch it um, and thank me later. It's uh, they hysterical. Sue South, South Park's been through this many times. I they know mean, exactly. Doing. Like they're smart. Like they had them instead of like, they didn't really say they didn't their name. They called them by name. They were like the. Uh, they used a different country. Yeah. It, they were from Canada. But you knew who it was. <laughs> so funny. It was really good. It was so good. It was spot on. Um, but yes. So if you've not watched it, you must. This episode is brought to you by Greenlight. So my youngest son, Cruz, uses Greenlight. For us, it has been a game changer with him, like, wanting to do household chores. I can do, like, a whole chore list, and then I can give him that money on his Greenlight card. And he feels like such a big man. It's so cute. I know we've talked about this before, but, like, in school, you don't learn financial literacy like no. you should. And you were telling me one of the great things about Greenlight is they have this app that comes with these financial literacy games mm-hmm. that help build your kids' money confidence confidence through different videos, bite-sized challenges, and mini-games. If you're like, what is it exactly? It's a debit card and money app made for families. It really does teach kids a lot about financial literacy. You can even teach them, like, this is how you save money. This is the importance of saving money. Well, you're not the only one that sees the value in Greenlight. More than 6 million parents and kids use Greenlight to learn how to make responsible financial choices. So stop putting off the money talk and start putting your kids on the right path. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash weekly dose. That's greenlight.com slash weekly dose to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash weekly dose. 
Oh, you know what else we can talk about? And I was thinking about this because I'm looking at your pink solo cup. Uh-huh. Guess whose house is going to the auction block on March 9th? Okay, and I was so wrong. I'm going to say I never, I saw this. Kim Zolciak, I know you're going to say it. And I am so wrong because I went on this podcast and I was like, there is no way. I don't uh, know how much she owes. Do you know how much? I did not do a deep dive. How much does she 1. owe? 1.8 million. She owes that on her house? Yes. Well, okay, so kind of yes and no. Because before I thought it was just a where she owed like 40,000 or something mm-hmm. or it was something low. It was a hundred and something thousand dollars. Yes. And I said, because I have a manager, I know how this works. Kim has a lot of followers. She has a lot of influence and I know how much people get paid to promote products. So I was like, she could make that with her agent, manager, whatever, just doing sponsorships, right? Which, Um, by the way, since we did that podcast, she did do a grid post and she's done like two or three like Instagram story ads. So they, you know. So she is trying to. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, I mean, she's always lived a very big life. Like Mm -hmm. she's always worn like the most expensive of clothes. She's always like lived very, very large. I don't, I don't know how Croy, I mean, I thought I would figure he would have money from, but they also have a ton of kids. Yeah. I think you have to he really. He okay in the NFL. He didn't do like, he's no Patrick Mahomes. Like he made maybe 5 million, I want to say. And that's like, that, I feel like that's a high estimate. So I think in a relationship, at least one of you has to be really, really good with money. One of you has to be like the adult, right? And, and your relationship, like, who is that? Travis is amazing <laughs> with money. I will say, we, he doesn't put us in debt. We don't have, like, we don't have credit card debt. I'm so thankful. I never, like, he, we live within our means. Mm-hmm. Like, we do not live beyond our means. We um, definitely live within our means. Um, but if you have two people who are not, if somebody's not checking the other person and yeah. making sure that things are getting, things that are important are getting um, cared for, then you can put yourself in those situations very, very, very easily. I've always been, like really, even whenever I was by myself and I was not making great money, I had a house, but I never really had credit card debt. I had one credit card and I paid it off every month because I think I knew that my parents were probably not in the position to really bail me out if I got myself in crazy debt. Mm-hmm. But I had friends in college and past college who would rack up like twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 in credit card debt to the point where they had to have their parents bail them out multiple times. I never felt like that was an option for me. So I feel like even though I don't spend money on things that people would think were smart, like handbags and purses and clothes, I did save the probably at least half of the money I made on the show or that I make with yeah. my well, manager. Yeah, well, you might give me shit for asking you this, but so like when you were in college, were credit cards like a new thing? So no, I mean, I remember I remember my roommate in college. She's going to kill me if she listens. But I remember her, we, us being at our little apartment and it was still at the time where you had to like dial in. It was like, you know, like it did mm-hmm. do like the whole dial in I mean, thing. I don't know, but I'm going to say, um, yes, yes, it was that, it was that time of the life. Um, but she like asked her mom for her mom's social security card, <laughs> social security number. And then she like tried to get a credit card under her mom's name for her to have. And they, I mean, thankfully for her mother, they like caught it and didn't do it because I'm sure that our Stillwater address didn't match her mom's address. Oh um, but um, but credit cards were a thing. I did not have a credit card until after college because I was I worked at El Chico. I wasn't making a lot of money and I my parents paid my for my apartment and I I was in charge of like anything other than my living mm-hmm. expenses. I mean, because I 
read some study that like my generation's parents was like the first to have a credit card. Yeah. And so their credit card spending has affected the way that like my generation yeah. uses a credit card because of watching that. And it's like just an endless cycle. Yes. But I yeah. mean, yeah, that's crazy. It's insane. Yes. Wow. So, but I did have friends who literally, I was like, oh my gosh, my mom and dad would kill me. But I, I just never, I just never, um, I was always so scared of like putting myself in a bad spot and not being able to crawl out and not my parents mm -hmm. not act, you know, like I didn't want to put my parents in a position either where they were like struggling in their life because I wanted clothes. Well, so here's the thing. Here's why I am just so, so disappointed in her and Croy because she made millions of dollars doing Real Housewives and then she made another probably few million dollars doing mm -hmm. Don't Be Tardy for eight seasons. Because how much, how many seasons did you do Housewives for? I want to say it was between eight and twelve, okay, but then so she you're definitely did. She did great eight, money. Oh, a million. Yeah, at I least. mean, probably close to. I mean, I would. I mean, I'm trying to think how much I made. I mean, she was definitely making more than I did my five seasons, so mm -hmm. she was making great money. And I know he plus all her social partnerships. She was on Dance with the Stars. I mean, she's girls made money. Yeah, like, and then she had her own show. So yeah, I think they were. She was making millions. But she it, was racking up. But here's the thing: mm -hmm. they bought that house in 2012 for eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars. That's a great, a yeah. great, huge yes. house, great price. I mean, you're looking at like 175 a square foot. So they then went and refinanced it for God knows what. I hope it wasn't for that Rolls Royce Cullinan that they're not selling for some unknown reason or that Birkin bag that she won't get rid of. Yeah. But I mean, she was over on Instagram the other day, the day that TMZ broke the story. She was like selling some of her kids' clothes, like her son's Fendi shoes that he's never worn. Why the hell? Okay. Do you have some Fendi shoes in the closet, but we can't pay our mortgage? The, like something at some point would say, ooh, you know what? Hold on. We owe the mortgage. Well, yeah. Well, also anybody who has kids knows that like that is where you don't spend your money. You don't spend your money on things that they're going to grow out of. Like my son Chance is 13. He grows out of his shoes every year. I mean, I'm having to buy, I had to buy him two pair of basketball shoes because he grew out of them within a basketball season. I mm -hmm. mean, he's growing like crazy, but you don't spend money. That's not where I spend my money on. Like Travis, if I buy him a pair of shoes, he can wear those shoes for five years and he does, yeah. um, But or a belt. But with kids, they grow out of them way too fast. So, and also kids don't, other kids don't care. They're not like, That's ooh, Fendi. That's the thing though. I, you're Her doing kids it for aren't yourself. like, mom, yeah. I want the Fendi sneakers. It's the, no, mom wants that to be like a status symbol for her kids. Well, daddy's no longer playing in the NFL and mommy's show was canceled. So we're going to have to go buy some Nikes now. But uh -huh. actually, I don't know where we're going to put them because we don't have a house. It's just, I don't, it just makes me mad because to jeopardize her kid's home. Yeah, yeah. It's like for a Rolls Royce truck or a Birkin bag or another Chanel bag, it's crazy. So are we for sure this is happening? It's going to auction, yes. That's insane. So she was able to buy it off the first time, but I don't I don't know how like home foreclosures work. I think like you can maybe you skirt has, your way around it. Probably have a little it. bit of time, yeah. I think you can pay up, you know, maybe once, but then after it happens again, they're like, no, now you owe us the whole loan. That's and I insane. think it's at the point where she owes the whole loan and they don't have $1.8 million. I mean, if I were her, I mean, her daughters also have a really big platform. I would literally Ooh. be like... Well, that also kind of screwed her. So some TikToker that like goes around LA and is like, how much money's in your bank account? Found Brielle Bierman a few weeks ago. And I don't know if this was like some setup thing or whatever, if this was recorded a while ago and he just now posted it. But I went up to her and was like, how much money's in your bank account? And she was like, a lot. And um, he was like, well, what do you do? And she's like, well, I've been on TV for 12 years and I own four businesses. And the comments were just ripping her to shreds because they were like, do you though? Because your mom needs a loan if that's the case. Oh, I mean, here's the deal. If you're, if 
you were the child and your dad needed something and you had the availability to help them out. I would help my parents out oh, with absolutely. anything. Like I would literally give them everything in my checking account to keep their home, mm-hmm. especially if I had little siblings there. But um, I also don't particularly, I don't think her and Ariana got 1.8 million, but yeah, also they no, live at home too. And I mean, I think they's all, they've also spent all their money on their G-Wagons. That's so sad. It really is. It's not, I mean, it's just sad. It's, I, I feel bad for the whole family, but also like you have to now, hopefully they will curb the way they spend. I mean, here's the deal. You can definitely downsize in your home. Yeah. You can definitely live within your means. Um, I think it's a miserable way to live if you're just stressed out every month, especially if you don't need to be. Like some people I get, but they don't need to be. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Don't buy Fendi shoes for your kids. And That's, you know, like yeah. just cut it back a little bit. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. You can follow me at Steph Holman on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can follow me at Trey underscore Stewart on Instagram. And you can follow our podcast on YouTube. Yeah, just YouTube. Uh, and Instagram, BS the podcast. Oh yeah, BS podcast. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye.